Hi, this is Mark. This is what happened last time. The Padrak, Gapo, continued to lead the party through the tunnels of the Ungrak Peaks, but earthquakes and strange occurrences forced them near the dragon, Pirithon. After an arduous battle, they defeated the dragon and found the Padraks to be grateful. The little dragons praised Gapo for bringing them champions to free them from their oppressor. The party looted the dragon's hoard, including an artifact called the Earthicor, an orb containing the partial essence of the fallen dragon god. The next day, they exited the Ungrak Peaks within sight of the Borderwood. They found a pair of Arbum clansmen who offered their hospitality for the night. They descended the mountain and entered a walled lake town called Bale Nalaire. You step into this walled city. Fergus and Conan are your guides, in a sense. Clansmen with mud packed on their faces and tattoos down their arms. Very quickly see that the beard and braids of these two men is the style here. And all of these stone buildings around you immediately see that there's a giant ballista in the middle of town. It's not a very big town. Next to the ballista is a dragon skull, and it actually makes Tirithon look small. They weren't kidding. They have a dragon skull there that is gigantic compared to what you just thought. People are taking note of you as you walk in. A lot of agricultural work, you know, people moving feed around and things like that. There's actually pigs roaming the place, just walking free. Fergan starts to point a few things out to you. He points out the keep itself, which he calls the perch. He points out a few different buildings, and you notice that there's stone signs on some of the buildings. And they don't have words on them, they just have images. And so there's one with an anvil, and there's one with what looks like a spinning wheel. And there is one with a boar's head and a bow and arrow. And so you kind of get a feel for some of the little shops that they have. And they must have a little bit of travel in and out of this community because you don't put signs on a shop if it's just you. And Relop, your little Scarlet Ibis, looks at one of those thatched houses and says, Fuel? No, no, not fuel. Not fuel. <laughs> one of the places that Bergen points out to you is, he calls it the Tanner Tavern. And it's effectively the inn in the town. It's also the tannery. And so before you even get halfway through town, you've effectively seen the town. Like, you know what's here. I guess the one thing I didn't point out was that there's a big well towards the center, a little bit by that big ballista. They call it the clan well, and they walk up and they actually clean their faces. And you see, too, as soon as they clean their faces off from this mud, that they're actually tattooed on their faces as well, which is not uncommon in this community. I mean, the children aren't tattooed, but the adults typically are tattooed all over the faces, necks, arms, everything. They kind of clean themselves up a little bit, and you notice a little, at first glance, you think it looks like maybe a, like a mongoose, like a little weasel-looking thing that kind of runs around. Some of the kids are climbing around that big dragon skull, and this little critter is kind of playing along with them. And then you see, too, that at the top of the fountain, because it's, it's got this kind of a three-tiered fountain in the middle. There's a big image, and it is a dragon being torn apart by what looks to be a giant eagle on one side, 
And then that little critter that was running around, the little mongoose looking thing, apparently is tearing apart the other side. Lucan wants to ask the escorts, what dragon is this? The skull itself? Yeah. He says, th that was Marbod before our time. They call him Marbod the Ancient. He was red too, I believe. Although his skull doesn't show it. Interesting. And what is that eagle mongoose creature that's tearing this dragon apart over here? Well, the eagle there is like the eagles that we saw on the way in. The other one, we call it an Ichnuman. Are you unfamiliar with Ichnumans? Correct. I, I, don't, I don't know of them yet. Well, there goes one. You, you see, too, there's a couple more. So this place is sort of children running all over the place. And there's also pigs and apparently these Ichnumans, these little mongoose guys. How does something that small destroy a dragon? Well, it's probably legend, but they do get bigger. How much bigger? How much bigger do they have to get? We destroyed a dragon. I was barely up to its elbow. You were also wielding a sword. Can these things wield swords? No. I'm sure it's just legend. All right. Do you get frequent visitors in this town? Oh, we get people from different clans. We do some trading with the other clans. It's not uncommon. Typically, it stops there. There's a bard staying in the Tanner Tavern right now, assuming she didn't leave. All right. Do you get visitors from Wood's End? Not typically. I believe that it's happened, but it's usually more of a political reason, sort of a state affair, if that makes sense. Curious question, Zan. What are you driving at? I just want to know if anyone else here is from there that could give us a status of what's happening in the city. Where, where's this bard from? She's one of the Venholm, so they, South Woods. One of our best bets. Well, maybe talk to the bard. They tend to hear stories. They would know news, yes. Only if we had somebody that knew how to scry on the place and a person that they could scry on. Oh, wait, we do. That was quite the find we got there back at the Dragon's Horde. I'm not quite capable of casting that yet, but I can work on it. Well, Relop should be able to tomorrow, I hope. Yeah, I can, I can, I, I didn't have it prepared for today, but I can prepare it for tomorrow. You said that this Tanner place is a bar? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, it's a tavern in the front and a tannery in the back. They got a couple rooms. You're going to want a room up front. Wow, I appreciate that tip. A room sounds pretty good right now, honestly. I would like to visit the tannery. Tanner, tannery, you'll see him. Arlem is his name. What time of day is it, Mark? Yeah, I think it's probably midday. Well, we'd go get rooms and then unload some of this dragon horde stuff and hit the road the next day. Real odd. When do you want to go oh. visit the woods? Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Sorry. We can spend the night here and take off in the morning. There's no sense in pushing it this afternoon. We wouldn't get far enough into the woods anyway. Very well. I look at the blacksmith shop. I think I'm going to go check that out. Mert, I have something that I would like to ask them about. So I'll, I'll go with you. Should we all just go check in and get a room first and then... I can handle the rooms if you guys want to explore... This city isn't that big. We can fight each other. True. Okay. Well, I'll go with you, Mark. Sure. Anyone else for the tavern? I'm in. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk to the tanner <laughs> in the back, but yeah, we're all kind of going the same direction. All right. So Zan, Relop, and Holg will go tavern and tannery. Lucan and Merc will go to the blacksmith. Okay. So Lucan and Merc take about two steps into the blacksmith. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> 
This building's still thatched too, which seems like a bad idea. You know, obviously it's open in the center. And as you walk in, sounds like a blacksmith for sure. He's, he's in the middle of working and a bit of a farrier shop as well. They have horseshoes up on the walls. There's a handful of axes. You can tell the guy is tall sitting as he works, but you can tell how tall this guy is. He's just a monster of a man. And he has these cables of, of blonde braids. You notice blonde seems to be popular around here. There's a lot of blondies in this community. Afternoon. Good afternoon. What can I do for you? My name's Treor. I see you uh, have just come to town. That is correct. I am Lucan, the champion of light, and this is Merc. Well, champion of light. That's right. Old tales of champions of light. Yes, yes, that is true. So there must have been some before you. Absolutely. Trying to keep the tradition alive, you know. Well, um, Merc, I don't know what you needed, so I'll let you go ahead since you suggested coming to the place. I just wanted to look around. You had a question about this oh, map. okay. Well, I have, and Lucan takes out uh, one of the dragon horns and says, I have this dragon horn here, and I was wondering if I could find somebody to make it into a signal horn. I don't know if this oh. would be the right place or not, but... Where did you get this? Do you know who Tirithon the Terrible is? He kind of smiles at you. Yes. Well, he's not terrible anymore. Tirithon the Gun. He's looking very close, and he kind of takes the horn. And, you know, this thing's huge, right? It's not this little tiny horn. It came off of a dragon. And kind of looks at it from might meet the head and goes around and... Huh. You slayed Tirithon? We did. What else did you walk away with? A good handful of things, really. One of our party members has a lot of that stuff on him right now, but there was a morning star and gold ring mail and some other items. Well, I'm certainly interested in seeing some of that stuff. I guess my big question is, what else do you have of Tirithon? I have some scales, some fangs, some claws. If you're looking for people to do something with dragon items, you just stepped into the place. Well, excellent. I have old scrolls of our ancestors' use. If you're really? interested in a horn, let me look. And he gets up and wipes his hands off a little bit with a cloth and sets it down. And then he goes over to a cabinet and he pulls out a few different scrolls. And he holds one up. He says, uh, obviously this isn't something that gets made overnight, but it's not a big item. If you left this horn with me and you want me to make you a signal horn... I'll make you a signal horn that does a trick or two. Well, that sounds good to me. Wouldn't even cost you much, but it'd probably take about three days. Dragon parts are a little easier to deal with, right? They're already a little bit enchanted. Well, that sounds fantastic. I don't know if we're going to be here for three days, but I tell you what, I, I have a feeling we'd be back here after a while. But I'll leave it with you and let you know where our party's at later on in the day. Certainly. This is a good item, too. You brought me a clean cut. I think I could do something with it. If you have other items that you're interested in, if you want to give me some thoughts on what one crafted, you let me know. There might be other people in the town that could make something I couldn't, too, depending on what kind of item we're looking at. Merc, do you need any dragon items? You want some dragon boots or anything like that? Dragon boots. I know you've always liked your fancy boots. My fancy boots ah whatever anyway young man what can you do with a fang uh a fang let's see 
Could you make like a dagger out of a fang? I'm wondering what the length of it is. Pull out one of Tyrion's thing or whatever we had, because I know we got one. I think we got them both. Hmm. He says I can certainly make a dagger out of it, possibly a short sword. And again, he grabs these scrolls and starts looking through things. From what I've got, I could relatively quickly, I could make a short blade out of it. A little longer than the horn. It might be more like five days. I do have a formula here for an item that's a little bit fancier. It would take considerably more time. Again, with the blade, it wouldn't be, it would be a short sword or or a dagger, but it would act as a, a beacon for dragons, something that would glow within a certain range of dragons, if that interests you. Yeah, that that would be fantastic. Again, that one would be a little bit more expensive, and it would take more like a month. Okay. But, you know, I hold on to things. We could make an arrangement. I could keep it here for you. And what type of item would that be? I could essentially give you just about anything, and you can make something like that? Like one of these dragon scales? Maybe make a brooch out of it? Oh, something to glow if a dragon's near? Yeah. Uh, let, let me look. Kind of look through again, and you're kind of impressed by the amount of information this guy has, right? Like, they clearly have this history with dragons. And he says, if all you want is something that, that does that as a beacon, we could do that with a weapon that already exists if you've got a little bit of the dragon's blood. Did you take any of the blood? Mm, I did not take any blood. Did you take any blood, Mark? I don't think so. I don't know if Relap grabbed any. I mean, I might have some on me. Still, from what I just got <laughs> yeah. covered in his blood. Yeah, we probably would need to uh, have saved it in a vial or something like that. Well, I tell you what, if you can make a dagger out of this fang, I would take that. And if you can make any magical properties to it, that'd be great. And I can wait for it, too, if need be. And then Lucan turns to Merc and says, I think I'll give Olga a surprise gift. And then, Again. why not? I don't know. Maybe I just don't like giving he things says, away. I could do a couple things. I could make it a weapon that helps you find its target. Uh, I think some of these weapons that you have probably do a little bit of that. And I've got a couple of different levels. So we could certainly make one that would be a nice blade and sort of a you know memento to the death of this dragon over the course of five days. And I would have probably only charge you 200 gold. Can you make it glow as well? Not for that price. If you want it to glow, and it would be a better blade in overall, I could put one together for more like a thousand gold. But again, that one's more of a month. Okay. He slides over the fang and then gives him a thousand gold. Uh, Are you sure you wouldn't rather have it be a short sword? Because I think this is big enough for that. Yeah, that'll be fine. All right. But you want the horn first, correct? Uh, yes, please. How much would you want for the horn? I can do that for 50 gold. 50 gold it is. And uh, he hands over 50 gold. And that, it's not overlapping because he's the one guy, right? So he's going to take three days on your horn, and then he's going to start on the sword, which would be another five days after that. I look around the shop. Does he have anything that's, like, made already? He does. He has some nice axes. And he actually does have a great sword. Like he, he, he does have some magical weapons. Like you, you pick a couple up and you're like, oh yeah, this thing's set. But they're really nothing more than what you already have. It's the stuff you're, you're going to look to sell. I see you're a farrier. Does somebody sell horses in this town? Uh, one of the families keeps horses. 
and they will sell them or and why are they loan them out for short periods of time just talk to arlem at the inn and he sets you up with such things sees himself as a innkeeper hmm. means that he's ready to stable you he's ready to stable me your horses no we need uh new horses you know that aren't flame broiled Right. Well, he has a business with the horse breeders. Ah. Well, that's what I was hoping for, but I'm glad you got use out of it. If you decide that you need something more with some of these scales, I'd be interested to see what we could work out. Uh Armor, shields, cloaks. We could do something. Yeah, let me think on it. That would be cool. Do you have a shield that prevents this guy from slipping in his own blood every time he gets cut? So funny, Merc. So funny. I would say that's part of what shields do. He doesn't know how to use it very well. Oh. I wink at him and kind of playfully punch him on the shoulder. Let's go see about some horses. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, sir. It was nice to meet you. Have a good day. Sure. So, at the tavern, guys, they call it the Tanner Tavern. There's a stone sign carved with a flagon. And when you walk in, you're overwhelmed with the same color like this place is yellow you notice that the leather that most of them wear you saw it on fergan and conan the leather that they wear has this sort of blonde color to it it's golden and this place is just draped in golden leather golden furs like it's almost obnoxious when you walk in there are some heads mounted around things like deer there's actually an owl bear in one spot Other than that, it looks like your typical inn. It's built the way that you're used to. There's a blonde lady behind the bar. She has her braids pulled up over her head, this big Medusa bun. And she says, well, hello, travelers. Yes. Where do you hail from? uh, Many different places, actually. We're a a group that's managed to work together after a little while. I myself am from Prince Home, but we're looking for rooms. I'm assuming this is the correct place. Yes, yes, we we have rooms. We have four rooms total. One of them is being used currently, but I have three available. Which one's closest to the front? (laughs) Yeah. There's actually five of us, so we can take all three rooms. That'd be fine. Well, great. Silver a night. Pay it. Just for one night, at least, for now. Okay. So three silver, obviously. Yeah. We Uh, have a local bard that plays. His name is Prid. But we do have someone here currently that is from Southwood. And so she is going to be playing a little bit, I think, this evening as well. I've got mead, I've got ale, and we're expecting a lively evening, at least for our standards. Wonderful. We're going to explore around the town a little bit. Uh, Relop, you needed something from the tannery, right? And she'll kind of point. Yes, I understand there's a tanner. Oh, you're in the right place. She says, forgive me, sometimes we don't see quite as many people from out of town, people that I don't know. My name is Fianna. Arlob! Her tone changes too, right? Like she gets all kind of rough or, you know, Arlob! And out of the back comes this blonde guy. Braids again, right? They all have braids and beards, the men at least. He is draped in golden hues himself, from his curly blonde mane to his yellowed leather boots. And he comes out just this walking banana. (laughs) Yes, yes, hello. I understand that you are a tanner of sorts, is that correct? Yes, yes, I am. Although this is my work. And he kind of puts his hand out at the explosion of yellow. Would you be able to sell me some other strips 
I'll point out my staff and all the engravings on the leather strips and see if he might be able to help me purchase some ingredients for my spells, basically. He looks over your staff and he's flipping around at the different strips that certainly came from different places. Some of them were on the staff when you originally got it. Some of them have been added along the way. You got some leather from Lucidum. And he's looking at a few things with disdain, like, ugh, because he apparently holds his leather to a high standard. And he says, I think I understand what you're needing here. There's a certain subtlety in what you are trying to create as you work through these. What's the purpose of these strips? Purely decorative. I use it to document my uh, travels with this band. Oh, what language is this? He's kind of looking at the runes. That is a combination of Dwarven and Draconic. Hmm. Like under the mountain? Yeah. We spent a few days in those areas, so trying to absorb the local history. We're a little backwoods, but we, we, we know what's going on. And he takes you to the back. Just those two just sort of wander off, and he's going to bring you back to the tanner shop and get you what you need. I do appreciate you helping me get this leather here. You haven't heard of any Padrack activity in this area, have you? Well, there's always Padrack activity here, but we usually keep them at bay. The eagles are helpful. Okay. If you run into any trouble with them, feel free to send me a uh, message. I'd be happy to assist you with those. Okay. Holg, are you staying and drinking, or do you, are you going to explore the city? Ah, stay here. All right. So Hog's going to go and look around. Is there a table look like just general laborers that are just looking tired? Yeah, there's a couple people. They serve some food here, and so there's a couple people having lunch. Fantastic. I'm going to go over and introduce myself. I'll get to the table. Gentlemen, ladies, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Yes, they look, look up at you. It's two men and one lady. So I have been on the road for a while without much social interaction, and I fancy getting a game of cards. Hmm. Anybody else feel up for the challenge? King's ante? Sure. Yeah, why not? We got a little bit of time before we have to go back. We've got a little work to do this afternoon, but we can get a couple of hands in. Excellent. I pull up a chair and plan to actually just lose hands. So what's your name there, stranger? Uh, Hog. I'm Devin. Hi, Devin. Let's get this game started. All right, so they sit and play and kind of look at you a little bit like they're about to be swindled. Or... Yep, no, I'm I'm actually planning on just losing. I All can't right. be seen as too charitable, so this is how I'm going to give to the community. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that in a few other cities, haven't you? I have. All right, got our rooms. We went to the blacksmith there. Zan was going to explore the city some more. Sure. Can you give me a list of those stores again real quick, just so I can keep an eye on which ones I wanted to go to? The signs point you to a Fletcher, a Butcher, a Loom, a Smithy, and the Tanner Tavern. None of those are anything in particular she really needs to visit specifically, at least not right away. But she's going to kind of just wander the town and see the people. Sure. And if anyone interesting kind of appears, she might strike up a conversation. Otherwise, she's just going to get a sense of the community, the culture, wander yep. around and okay. do kind of a people watching thing for a bit. Yeah, you find them to be a pretty smiley people. Like they're just content. You notice that there's nobody on the walls. 
the Eagles are kind of a presence here. And so this is a town that doesn't need to have a town watch sitting around spending their time with that. So they're free to do some other things. Obviously, there's a lot of agricultural work and, and such. In fact, you're free to walk the walls if you're interested in that. Yeah, she did that. There's a little stair on one side and you walk along and look at the border wood in the distance and the lake is there and you can kind of see, you didn't really see the way you came in initially, but the lake, there's a channel that seems to come up and it looks like during rainy seasons, this town probably gets surrounded kind of a moat. Like right now, there's a little waterfall that's just a sort of trickling down from the pinnacle above the city. But it, there must be a point, and probably in the spring, in which that thing really comes down because you can see it. Like it's clear that there's this channel that would fill if that lake ever rises. Um, does there seem to be so, like a drawbridge or something across it? If it does, yeah, and you and you recognize they've got that option, right? They can okay. bring, they can bring this drawbridge down. They did they hadn't used that as an entrance, but there's a there's another one. Okay. And again, nobody pays a lot of attention to the fact that you're up there, although everybody is interested just in this new person and the fact that you are Saradin. You know, so you do just get plenty of people looking at you. You know, they're interested. this golden armor is getting a lot of attention. The kids love it. <laughs> And you do see, too, the sun is starting to go down when you're up there on the wall. And you catch a glimpse of something in the water for a second, and then you, you kind of take a second look. And the water is very clear. Like, you can see there's a couple of people out on boat, little fishermen from the town that are looking like they're hauling in a, a net. And you can see fish just very clearly all over the place. But there's a dragon skeleton in the water out there. Really? And it looks like it's half buried, probably been there forever. Huh. Does it seem to be the roughly the size of that skull we found in the middle yeah, of the... Yeah, probably. It looks pretty huge. And you don't see a skull in the water, so it's quite possible that it is that Marbod that they talked about, the ancient. Hmm. Interesting. Keep that historical fact kind of in mind. Does there seem to be any kind of religion here is there a church is there any iconography of any particular deity you don't see anything like that the most that you see is this thing apparently got this myth that involves eagle and ichneumon this sort of mongoose thing that work together to kill a dragon and because that's carved into the walls it's all over the place it's kind of the symbol of their clan all right Unless she sees anything specific or anyone specifically speaks with her, she's just going to kind of smile and nod to everybody that gave sure. her looks and things and be personable, well, but then eventually make her way back to the tavern. Sure. Well, you come down the stairs and a big sort of surly guy comes up to you. I mean, that's your first impression. He's just okay. a big, meaty man. All right. And he's got the braids, he's got the beard. You know, he looks like he belongs here. And in fact, he has a lot of the same clothing that you notice, you know, you're kind of looking at the culture. They all wear this really sort of roughly weaved woolen clothing. It's kind of got its own beauty to it. If you wore it in Prince Holm, people would be like, what is she wearing? But it's really interesting the way it's put together. And he's, you know, he's wearing that. He says, excuse me, ma'am. Yes. Are you from the, <laughs> he looks at your armor, dragon slayers? Uh, we just happened to slay a dragon yes to be honest it's our first one but i suppose that makes us by definition dragon slayers i was wondering if i could ask a favor of you all right i don't know if you brought back any items from that horde of that dragon 
or I don't know if, if it's clear to go pick through things at some point. I'm not looking to get rich, but my grandfather disappeared in those hills long ago. And I was wondering if maybe his axe might be among the bounty of, of what was left over after the dragon was killed. There were a few axes. I believe we have them. I don't have them with me at the moment. Can you describe it? Well, I know that it was called the Fiend Angelical. That's about what I know of it. But I think that it had some sort of imagery from angels and devils. I don't have a lot to offer you, but I was wondering if you were able to direct me in that way or if perhaps you found it. Um, I'm the bard here. Oh. And I'd be happy to pay you in song. I could create a song about the Dragon Slayers. They're already talking about it. Right. Um, some of my companions are not particularly interested in having songs written about them. I know this by experience, but I can check and see. Do I remember if there was an axe that had something like that in it of the horde? Sounds pretty familiar, yeah. Well, if you look into it, I would be grateful. I'll be the, the tavern tanner this evening. Uh, that is where we're staying, so we'll, we will be there as well. I can certainly ask my compatriots. You were just looking for the return of that one item? If possible, I, I would be very honored to have my grandfather's act. Certainly. I, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. And she'll just nod and make her way past him. He actually ended up to be this really sweet-hearted guy, but he just yeah. looks mean at first. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Did you find it? <laughs> yeah. Not too subtle. Battle axe etched with a devil's face on one side and an angel's face on the other. All right, fantastic. So we will yeah, have that gonna, conversation at some point. It'll set him back 400 gold. <laughs> <laughs> Selling it to him. Here's my priceless family heirloom. Yeah, it's got a price. How yeah. much is it going to cost you? <laughs> <laughs> is it really priceless, though? Is, is it? it really? <laughs> you can't put a price on nostalgia, can you? So unless I like run into Merc or Lucan while she's wandering around, she'll make her way back to the yeah. tavern. Right. Anybody else want to go anywhere else? Mark, I was going to ask about Tim's backpack. You mentioned an elven arrowhead necklace. Is that something that I recognize of his, or where did... I think so. I think that's what we said. I'm just going to put that on while I'm transcribing the spells there. All right. Is everybody just converging at the tavern? I think we're all back at the tavern. So at the tavern, there is a woman there, and she is playing. She's dressed in tartan. It's still that same cloth, that loosely wound cloth that I was talking about before, but it's blue and green tartan. And she has dark skin and dark braids and really striking eyes. They're almost kind of like an orange color. And there's a little elf cat sitting next to her and she's playing on a a lyre, singing a song about the death of someone important in her culture. Apparently this person named Lena, who saved the people of the wood from the terrors coming out of the Great Wood. Anyway, it's probably just a song, but that's what she's going on about as she sings. And she's really a pretty serious performer. As she finishes up her song, this prid, this large sort of meaty man, bearded man who had talked to Zan earlier, goes up and joins her and he plays a pan flute. And the pan flute is actually made of bone, some sort of creature. And they actually play together. It takes them a minute to get going, but then it's, it's pretty good. I spoke with that man in the street. She'll kind of point to the guy playing the pan flute. He says his grandfather went into the mountains, disappeared, and never came back. He was looking for an item that might possibly be in the dragon's hoard. And that item would be... 
He said something about an axe with a fiend on one side and an angel on another. We found something like that, didn't we? I'll uh, unfold the uh, portable hole and start rooting around in it until I <laughs> track it down. People fall uh, in. Ah! Grab just real on by the table. his feet and just kind of <laughs> dip them in there. <laughs> Pure cartoon you, madness. You mean this thing? I'll pull out battle axe there. Eh? Holding this thing is like as big as he is, right? This giant axe comes out of nowhere. That's that's it. That's what I was thinking of. I think that's the it. Music, the music stops. It kind of goes off. The, the lyre continues, but the pipes stop for a second. And he sort of steps forward. He kind of turns points at it like this. Art, um, would you mind if I took a look at that axe? Zanel kind of looked at everybody else for approval. Just give him the axe. All right, she'll take it from Relop and then in two hands hold it out to the bard. The fiend Angelical. Thank you. Drinks drinks for these folk. She stops back there, the other bard, and trying to figure out what's happening for a second, and she starts in again. And the tempo picks up. A few people start dancing, and people just get excited. Apparently this guy is somebody that people are rooting for. People like this prid, the bard in the town. And he takes that axe and just sets it down just gingerly behind him and he starts playing as well and just as they get going a woman comes in and a woodland gnome and this is the first woodland gnome you've seen here and he looks a lot like relop with the big beard it's a little bit gray and it kind of a dark streak down the front and the woman says maybe we sit with you for a minute by all means they both sit, and the gnome is really checking Relop out. It seems that maybe he hasn't seen a lot of woodland gnomes as of recently either. And you are? I'm Jenalina. I'm the elder around here. She's got this gray braids down her back, blue-eyed woman, kind of piercing blue eyes. Uh, she kind of stops for a second, and she says, This is Kaledow, my son. All right. You have we, a beautiful village here. Thank you. We hear that you have taken down Tirithon, is that correct? That's correct. Merc just kind of narrows his eyes at them. I heard proof from the smithy, Treyard, that there were pieces of the dragon. Would, would you be willing to show us something of what you came away with? Some sort of proof that he's gone? Lucan can take out a couple dragon scales and a fang and a claw and put them on the table. Half so the place sort of stops, start checking out what's happening here, and then people are like, oh, Tirithon is dead, Tirithon is dead. We speak the truth. Has he been plaguing your village? Jenalina, she says, it's been so long since he has come out, but the Padrax, under his protection, have been part of my life. And this is, you know, this is a relatively older woman. We've spent so much time dealing with the Padrax infestation. Going after the dragon itself was, a, was something of legend. Well, we do have a bit of reason to believe that the Padrax will, will not bother you nearly as much anymore. Hopefully never again. They're still in the mountains, but they you are not... the dragons gone? They are not being controlled anymore, is kind of what we could tell. In our experience, they were hostages, or they were being terrified to do things for this dragon, not of their own volition. Well, thank you for what you have done. I, I'm not even sure where to go from here. What do you need? Can we help you in your travel? I think we're absolutely fine. I, we appreciate the suggestion, but we're more than happy to remove any terrible thing like a dragon. 
It certainly wasn't our intent to do so, but it sort of just happened by accident or fate that we ran into it and had to deal with it. But we're making our way to the Borderwood and then to Wood's End. So unless you have some way of helping us in that direction, we will be fine. Actually, now that you mentioned that, do you have any way to teleport us? She says, unfortunately, no, that's outside of our realm. Our protective wards are created actually by Prid over there. He's still playing. He kind of went back to it. He's our local magic, if that makes sense. We've met. Mark, do I know, is this a Luzite tribe? You haven't seen anything like that, no. A lot of times there deals a lot with things like animals or maybe ancestor worship. Seems to have a totem, right, with the eagles and with the ichneumon. Do you fly your eagles? She kind of pauses at that for a second, like fly with them? Yeah, like as a, like mount them and fly? Oh no, they're allies to the people here. They're beautiful creatures. That they are. Very headstrong too. At the least, let me see if we can offer you a little bit of help with provisions. So if you would like some food, I can get some dried meats from the butcher. We can get some traveling garb if you need to replace your clothing. We can set you up with the basic necessities of such. As long as you're not putting yourself out in deficit or anything, so that that would be that would be very nice. Well, it seems that we're going to do quite well. I'm not sure what this will mean to us. It means your city may grow even more prosperous than it already is. Quite possible. Well, thank you. Lucan says cheers to that and puts up his glass for anybody that wants to. Whole place, Rawr! you know, I'll kind of cheer into that. The gnome, Relop in Gnomish, says, are you from around here? My tribe, well, what used to be my tribe, lived not too far, maybe a day's journey or two days journey northeast of here. They were set upon by a Padraic Horde. He actually gets a tear in his eyes, kind of wells up a little bit. My tribe was also taken down, but by Knowles, this woman here, adopted me as a youngster, found me in the wood, and took me in, and I've lived most of my life here. I've had encounters with the gnolls previously, but unfortunately it was Padrax that we encountered. Where in the wood did you live previously? Further east. They call Genelina the Wanderer. She was an adventurer in her day, and she found me far east in what is now Rogadag's domain. Would I know of any of his kin, or would I have encountered any of his tribe previously? Probably not. They're actually pretty far away. Certainly have the connection of both being woodland gnomes, but... Well, she seems fairly just. It's nice of her to pick you up. Well, if you need any help, if you need an escort when you head south, I'm a pretty good scout, so I imagine you probably can hold your own as well, but if you need anything, let me know. I will. Do you know of any uh, wizards in this group, or have you encountered any wizards? No, the closest you're going to get to that is Prid, the bard. I think we should be okay, but I do appreciate your offer. So they have a couple of drinks, and the two of them kind of excuse themselves. They go around and shake hands with everybody in the party, if they're willing. Of course. And presumably go back to the perch, that keep. That's where this woman stays with her grown gnomish son. So the night is kind of turns into a party. Lucan, with a big smile, yells out, The next round's on me, everyone! And he buys the whole place a drink. I make sure to you know, they don't, the they don't really want to take your money at this moment. But... <laughs> and then he looks at Hulk and says, Let's have some fun tonight. 
This can't eat well. I'm going to make sure to order the most expensive thing on the menu. <laughs> How much do you want me to take off, Mark? All of it. All of it. <laughs> 12,000 gold. Lucan's kind of digging right. this place and is going to start drinking a bit. You know, the ale that they have must be local. It's nothing special, but it tastes good at the end of a long travel. They also have some mead. Yeah, now we're talking. Uh, pretty great. If you like mead, this is probably one of the better places here in the Borderwood. They're known for such things. And eventually the female bar gets done, you know, takes a rest, and she comes over and sits down at the bar and takes a drink. And she says to, just to the table, so dragon killers are here. Dragon yes. killer. So the first of the many? Maybe. I hope not. It was quite an experience. Not well, sure we're well, thrilled to go hunt anymore. We'll put you in the mountains. Passing through. Passing through and killing a dragon. I like it. That's a song title right there. Let's make, not. Make sure you put in the song how strong Merc is, and he points over to Merc. Strong Merc, I got it. Merc could arm wrestle a dragon. He's so strong. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I think he wants to date you. I'm not even his whatever. I'm not Saradin. He is. <laughs> you know, Hulk, that's against his religion to date outside the Saradins. I don't know if that's the case. It's always fluid. No, it's against the religion. Wide eyes look and look over at Lucan. Is that the truth? Already getting a little tipsy. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, that's true. That's so weird. It's called Sanisphilius. It has a name. It means without child. It doesn't seem weird to me. You don't with... know any better, so... <laughs> it sounds like the best plan there. Perhaps, but... Lucan grabs a few more drinks and slides them over to Hulk and Merc and says, Let's just have fun. Sold. All right. I will sip at whatever you got me. I'm... I'm sorry, I did not catch your name. Uh, my name is Arn. Arn. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. She'll just kind of reach her hand out. And you are? Xanophia Amastasia. That's a, a bit more fancy than my name. I suppose. We heard you were one of the Venholm, is that correct? Yes, I am. Have we met one of those before? The bounty hunter Ooh. that you ran into after the last inn with the ogres. She was a Venholm, yep. You saved her from the ogres, and she took the other survivors back. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Okay, what? fair enough. Long Wait, time ago, her elf cat comes up and kind of crouches down in front of her, and she runs her hand over his head. She says, I'm from Clan Neodat in the southern wood. If you see this pattern, you'll know it's us. And she kind of points out this tartan that she wears. She's wrapped in blue and green. We met one of your people a while ago, but I cannot recall what clan she was with. Hmm. Have we Is seen Elfcat before? Yeah, you've seen Elfcats before. Just look up Elfcat. It's a thing. Okay. They have, they have really big eyes and really big ears, okay. and they are associated actually largely with halflings. Lots of halflings hmm. have Elfcats. Lucan starts playing with the Elfcat if, if it'll play with them. Uh, roll your animal handling. Let's see how he... Uh, uh, <laughs> nice. I think he might be the only one trained in it. It's, it's always fun to roll animal handling. I don't know he why. He is. Yeah, he kind of acts like a cat would act. He's that, you know. <laughs> and she says, oh, don't worry about Kane. He's uh, he's finicky. Lucan keeps grabbing at him. 
<laughs> Come here, you. <laughs> her cat. <laughs> Where have you traveled in your bard duties? I've been to Prince Holm. I've been to Lucidum. Wood's End? Uh, oh, certainly. I've been to Wood's End. Do you have news I, of there lately? Uh, I hear that there's more church there. I don't know much about it, but there seems to be more of a presence there from Prince Holm or uh, Lucidum. I'm not sure which, but that's the story at this point. So there's more members of the church in the city itself? Well, that's what it sounds like. That checks out. Asher was trying to do a play for power. Of course, he would need the church because the Silver Swords probably weren't helping him. All right. Is the city in any kind of distress? That I couldn't tell you. I know, I know that they're not bothering anybody outside the city, and that's typically our concern to make sure that they're not meddling in our affairs. So they seem to be busy with themselves, which is usually good for the clan. Very well. In your travels, have you seen extra critters, extra monsters? Are there things out there west of Printholm? Have you been that far? Yeah. Yeah, we fought some shark creatures. West, not east. Yeah, west of Printholm, correct? That was west of Lucidum. Oh, okay. Prince home, we've only gone north and then went out towards Pyrian lands, but... On the way, we saw some dogers were somewhat united. Lucana's right, we faced some shark creatures, I forget what their names are. But they normally don't go as far north as the Lights Road, and that's where we faced them. And then we ran into Ragadad. Yeah, darn Ragadad keeps coming up. The beast from old stories? His shadow, but yes. Well, I know the songs. But there's definitely something to stir. There's things coming out of the wood that didn't come out of the wood years ago. Something's on the move. The pack seems to be stirring. The pack? You know, the pack, the knolls? Now those guys. Seem to be a stirring. We faced some on the way here. Hmm. They're very seldom outside the wood at all, let alone the border wood. Hmm. And you face them outside of the border wood. They devastated a town and killed everyone inside of it. On the far side of the mountain range. Yeah, something's off. They also had a creature with a bull's head with them. Hmm. Scary times. Are you familiar with the story of Night's Day? I am. Seems to be when everything started to change for us. Yeah, I think Nock has something to do with it. Nock's return. Well, you seem to be a champion of the light. That's right. Lucan smiles, <laughs> takes another drink, head wobbles a little bit. Don't <laughs> feed his ego. Well, I'd say you've got a job ahead of you. Yes, we do. Takes another drink, smiles a bit, his head wobbles. Well, if you're interested in letting me write some things down, I would be happy to record some of the things that you've seen along the way and pass them along. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Lucan starts blabbering like crazy. Right. <laughs> Mixing stories and nonstop talking. Talks about his horse Ardix a lot that died in, by the dragon. That keeps coming back up. <laughs> he even, even stops for a moment, gets all quiet and tears up about it. And then keeps on going. Oh, we'll just think away at this point. To just go back to the table where I was playing cards. I will go to the bar and see if they have any honeyed dormice here. <laughs> They do not have honey dormice. They're like, what? 
I don't know. I'm just trying to get something to shut that paladin up. <laughs> Merc hears across the bar, Lucan yell out, Strongest guy in the world! And then he gives out a huge laugh. And then keeps blabbering on to the bard. <laughs> so, Hoag's oh, gonna uh, walk over by Zan. And I'm not like that when I'm drunk, am I? Um, you're not as chatty. That's what you mean. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. It's hard to describe how you are when you're drunk. It's <laughs> fairly close to how you are when you're sober. Ah, that's right. Keep them guessing. <clears throat> Dan's going to keep an eye on this bard until the bard seems to perhaps recognize the names and the story from well, Delight's Champion song. If she ever recognizes it or knows what that song is. She does not seem to notice it. Yeah, like well, that must not be a song that ended up in her neck of the woods. That's believe fine. Believe it or not. Lucan cool. starts blabbering about their plans to go east and starts talking about what they're going to try to actually do at Woods End and is starting to drop names out east. Oh, boy. Okay, we're going to stop him for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's, anything sweet and crunchy. Just anything you have. It's mostly south from where you are, too. I, I like that Lucan keeps getting the geography all screwed up. As he gets drunk, he just, like, doesn't know where anything where is. Where anything is. <laughs> he keeps telling these stories, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, we went west. And everybody's like, we went south. We went east. <laughs> all right, so she makes some notes, and she's seriously got this little traveling journal, apparently, that she carries with her, and she's really keeping pretty serious notes. She's good at it. Like, she got this little quill, and as people talk, she just keeps track of things, and then people will correct, and she'll cross out south, and she'll put in north, or whatever it was that Lucan <laughs> got wrong. Lucan starts mentioning that giant dragon head. Well, it's nothing like that giant dragon that's head that's sitting in town. That thing's amazing. Well, we don't know how long that's been there, she says. Is it there as long as the body in the lake has been there? Say what? From atop the walls, you can see in the lake, the water is so clear. The skeleton of a dragon is at the bottom of the lake. You're kidding me. No. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you should probably go check that out right now. Yeah, let's go, Hulk. Lucan is dragging Hulk out of the bar towards the lake and keeps talking about, there's a dragon in the lake. Let's go check it yeah. out. Hulk is looking back at Zan and like kind of this hopeless, what, what did I just get myself into? Zan will kind of shrug at you and hold up her mug and salute and say, you know, bye. And then she's kind of wave. Uh, um, <laughs> and I guess we're on a grand adventure there. Merc goes back over the table. Guess that's one way to shut him up. You don't think he's going to fall in, do you? Oh, he is absolutely going to fall in. I better go. I <laughs> fall after them. All right, so you run around the edge of the lake for a little bit. Oh, no, yeah, and right when we get to the lake, Lucan just starts walking right into the lake with hold, holding hold. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> that I am going to be trying to get out of. <laughs> He's like, well, come on, let's go take a look. Let's take yeah, a no, look. I'm going to be slipping out. Oh, actually, no, go ahead. You can breathe underwater. Yep. underwater, <laughs> <laughs> buddies. Wait, oh, you uh, too? Yeah, this nice cloak. Remember that cloak nobody wanted? Here it is. We're going to find out if he can keep talking underwater. (laughs) I like run, tell him about knee deep in the water after them, and I stop. Um, Yeah, this is not going to end well, is it? As I see uh, Merc behind us, just before we drop below the surface, I'll give a nice little like five finger dancing with my fingers wave at him and just let myself sink under the waves. Merc, it looks a lot like he's drowning. (laughs) 
All right, so you go under the water. It takes a little while to get to where you're. You're looking around. It is very clear. It's darker now, but you've. Are you still wearing your armor? Oh yeah, Lucan. Okay, yeah. so he's got this. It doesn't matter much because he got this cloak that helps him move around, and so he has to almost pull Hulk with him because he's got this cloak that lets him move really quickly under the water. Hulk just lets him. His necklace lets him yeah. breathe, but it doesn't actually move him any faster. <laughs> I so you actually just... will. Oh god! If I had some sort of rope, and I'll just become like his underwater balloon. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just being pulled. It's like you fell yeah. while you're. I'm you just know, letting uh, him pull me along. On the back now. of a, you're water skiing, and you fell, and you're just being drugged by the boat. Basically, yep. you've got this new cloud piercer armor, so you actually have dark vision going on. Lucan, and you can yep, see yep. under the water a lot better than you probably could because it is, you know, it has become evening. And here's this huge skeleton. And before you know it, it's like you're almost going to walk into this tunnel of ribcage sticking out from underneath the silt and all the stuff at the bottom of this lake. And there are lots of fish floating around. Nothing seems to be monstrous floating around or anything like that. It's pretty tame other than the fact that there's this giant skeleton. Can Lucan talk underwater? I don't know if that gets... You have to look at it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't like say blah, I can, blah, blah. It doesn't say I can yeah. talk underwater. Yeah, he's still trying. He's still talking. He's like, trying anyway. Working. Yeah. Yeah. Lucan, while you're down here, you hear music. Really? And it takes you a second because you're a little bit tipsy and you're underwater. And <laughs> you realize that it's a song in Celestial. Like it's a, it's the Celestial language, which you understand, and it is coming from the bottom of the lake, apparently. Lucan starts heading that way. Am I hearing anything? No, just Lucan. All right, so I'm just getting pulled along by Lucan and he's along. randomly just willy-nilly running around the bottom of this lake. Can I roll perception just to see if I know any, what in the world it is or anything like well, that? Well, as you get a little closer, you okay. focus a little bit, and you're going to hear words. When you were at this academy, the, the seminarium, this was actually one of the trickier things that you had to learn. Celestial is a language, but it's basically music. Okay. And so pulling the words out of the music, catching all of the annotation and things like that, Zan was good at that. You had trouble. Like, it was okay. rough. You got there. It was like your least favorite subject, basically. But when you hear the notes and you kind of get a focus, you start to hear words. And it says, sounds a little bit like this in your head. So dark. So lacking light. How I long to rejoin the fight. And you listen a little bit longer. And it says, so cold and dark, I cannot see, blinded, buried, till I be free. And again, this is just music, but that's your interpretation of it. Okay. He is going to just completely keep walking that way. Like, he is so intrigued right now. And, you know, not really thinking straight. So are we, like, getting past the dragon? You're kind of in the middle of the dragon okay. almost, okay. right? Like, you, you know, right. you're, you're sort of his spine is right here. Okay. Yeah, he's going to keep going towards the song, the voice. He's going to start motioning to hold to listen. What do I hear? Just bubbling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm on for a ride. Lucan, the voice in the music says, I see now, my blade, that after years without purpose, 
a lucite weapon so pure has now resurfaced. Help me, my blade. Help me return to the fray. My purpose is wasted here. I cannot stay. Well, Lucan just starts hurrying and hurrying towards it. You get to a point where you feel like it's behind you, but you can't quite put your finger on it, right? Like You, you stop, and you're like, there's this music coming out. You feel like it's talking to you, and it's maybe beneath you, but you're just not sure. So Lucan can speak celestial, but he has to play an instrument to do it, right? Right. So if I get my harmonica out and try to play it underwater, <laughs> yeah. totally a, lot of, a lot of bubbles. Right. And a really used. He's gonna do, okay. He's gonna do it. He's gonna get his lucite harmonica out and give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like nothing, you know, like just yeah. bubbles blowing. Uh, can I roll perception to see if I see anything unusual? Sure. You, yeah. You want me to have disadvantage or? Now that I see uh, him yeah, looking probably. around, I will also kind mm-hmm. of look around to see if I can see what he's trying to look for. See what this disadvantage roll does. Oh my god, I had a crit 20, but got canceled out by a 14. You don't know what exactly is happening here, right? Like, it's odd. But you hear the music again. The music is continuing, and then you just get these bursts of voice from it. You discern what it's saying. It just says... Go to the shore, and we'll speak more. When Lucan hears go to the shore, then he starts jetting right back towards the shore. Pulling Holg along? Yep. Boop, 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 <laughs> boop, keeps, keeps trying to like just... help Holg to hurry. Like, come on. <laughs> like, not thinking about yeah, the fact that he can move smooth and Holg can't. Each time like he tugs on me, I just kind of like give him like this blank look with a shrug. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you come up on the shore, which is, you're kind of on the south side at this point. You came from the west, and it's quiet. Lucan gets his harmonica out and starts playing it, dries it off if he needs to as much as he can, and starts to try to play it and speak celestial and kind of sing about how he's at the shore waiting for the sword and to help as much as he can. Okay. Well, and please, you know, note the actual speaking of celestial through the harmonica is pretty limited basic stuff like you ask him yes no that kind of stuff so you're trying to say whatever you can from it and it says my blade please i cannot hear con turns to holgan says the the voice said my blade please i cannot hear so down in the water there was a voice talking about being in the dark and lacking light and how it wanted to be free but then talked about see my blade see my blade and it said, go to the shore. And now it's saying, my blade, please, I cannot hear. What does that mean, Holg? Dude, you're hearing voices. I think you've had more than enough to drink tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't This isn't drink talk. This isn't drinky talk. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, he plays the harmonica and says, what do you mean? He says, use not the harp. I cannot understand. Give us more. You on dry land. Holgi says, use the harp. I cannot understand. I don't have a harp. Somebody Har- does. Some people call harmonicas mouth harps. Oh, okay. He said, don't use the harp. Got it. Says, don't use the harp. Die here, Lucan, playing around on the south shore. Yeah. You can see them standing over there as you get closer. So Lucan just yells out, I am here. Pulls out a sword, lights a sword up, and points it to the water. What tongue is this? Oh, great. 
He's attacking the lake. <laughs> <laughs> what tongue is this? What words are these? Speak the Empire's words, not half manese. What are Empire words? Yes, you would know that. I don't know if you would or not. <laughs> what does Lucan know what Empire words is? Does that just mean common or does it The language of the old Empire was lingual. So he says the same thing in lingual. The music plays again and says Not where you are, in the shadow of where you are. Pass the threshold into the darkness. You shall not go far. Lucan turns to Holgan and says, Are you hearing any of this? No, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Lucan takes his helmet off and says, Here, put this on. And then uh -uh, say, but, no, 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 you have to, you have no, to, something's no. going on. No, you have to Hulk. put it on no. your head. I don't put random item things on my head anymore. It's clean. It was just in the water. It's fine. In fact, you'll feel perfect. It makes you feel really nope. good. Nope, 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 nope. No, I need help. Nope. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine I catch up to these two with yeah. Lucan trying to put That's his right. helmet yep. on Hulk and I go, what are you doing? Here, Merc, put this on and say Viatoros help me. I and literally put my hand up and stopped the helmet. What are you doing? Celestial beings are talking to me about a sword, and I can't figure out what they're telling me. They told me about it being in a shadow. I need help. Yes. I can talk to them in lingual, and they're responding okay in lingual. You know lingual, right? Yes, I know lingual. It repeats itself and says, not in song. Not where you are, in the shadow of where you are. Past the threshold into the darkness, you will not go far. Merc, you do not hear it. It's only coming to Lucan. Lucan repeats it. As it's being said, he repeats it to the other two. He says, does that make sense to you guys? The shadow of where you are. So are they saying the shadow fell? Or they just mean the shadow of the wall or the lake? The song continues... The fork diverges in two paths, light on one side, dark on the other. Step into darkness to find me. Speak with one who calls you brother. Is that really odd it's, prank? It is telling you to go talk to Zan. It's in the Shadowfell, you fool. Go talk to Zan in the Shadowfell. Oh, no. Okay. It's in the Shadowfell. You need to talk to Zan. However, use the fork and go to the Shadowfell. Okay, gotcha. So Lucan says back in Lingual, I will do as you say. Thank you. This better be worth it. <laughs> and then he puts his helmet on and looks at the other two and was like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for a punchline. I'm assuming this is some sort of joke. I don't know. I don't even know why I came out of here because I thought you guys were going to drown and apparently you guys can breathe underwater. Yeah, we're fine. We're totally fine. We got to go look at a dragon up close. I'm going to push uh, Lucan in the back of the water. <laughs> you know, this is the sort of behavior that annoys me when you do it to relop. I don't feel like I care in this instance. Does Lucan hear anything else? Nope. At that point, it, it stops. Hmm. So Lucan looks somewhat confused. Just go talk to Zan, see if she can do the, the thing with the tuning fork. I don't, are we ready to do that now? Do you want the sword or not? You think we would go to Shadowfell right now and do it? I said, yes, no question. Do you want to go to the Shadowfell and see if you can find the sword? We got to get out east to bury Relop's brother. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like the sword is in the Shadowfell in this lake, which might be echoed in the Shadowfell. 
oh, you think she could bring the tuning fork out here and somehow get into a certain section of the Shadowfell? I don't know, but that's what the thing inferred with its riddle. Oh, man, I'm glad you two were here with me. Whew. All right, well, I guess let's go find Zan. Yeah, maybe she can actually tell us whether or not we can just jump from one spot and back. Maybe. All right, they'll go back to the tavern. And he goes, why wouldn't you guys put this helmet on? <laughs> why were you trying to jam it on us? So you can understand what they're saying. Yeah, you do understand. Like I've had the worst luck of random headwear. <laughs> <laughs> so then they walk back into the tavern, which is still a rowdy, happy place. Two out of three of them are soaking wet. The other one clearly was standing in water at one point. Sam. Two and a half out of three of them are soaking wet. <laughs> at, at this point, Zane is up with the bards singing with them. Lucan will sit down and he's going to start <laughs> drinking water. You didn't get enough in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> if the bards will have her, of course. That She's not going to suppose that. Yeah, they'll let you, sure. All right. Anything special you're saying? Any, like, topic or... I mean, it depends on what songs they know and she knows. Oddly enough, there's one or two that Relop has actually sang in the times that we've sort of forced him to sing something. <laughs> and right. They actually know one of those, and you remember enough of it to try it out. All right, she'll try. Do you want me to roll a performance? Sure. 16. People are excited about the song, and again, there's a lot of dancing. You know, you, you've been in a lot of taverns in which people just drink and hold their steins up, and that's not what happens here. People get up and they move around. So after a while, you know, forever as many songs as they let her go for, she'll, you know, bow and make her way off stage and make her way down to the table again. All right, Lucan's going to right away be like, San, San. Where, did you go into the lake? Yes. <laughs> I did. And I Why? Why? Heard- why wouldn't I? I want to check out that dragon. But besides the point, so there was a voice talking to me in the lake. Okay. In Celestial. Yes. It was talking right. about how it's so dark and it's lacking light. And how it longs to rejoin the fight. And then something about, you know, see the blade now, free the blade now. And then it told me to go to the shore. And I went to the shore and was talking to this voice in Lingual. And the voice said, my blade, please... And I cannot hear. And then it told me about the, sh- the that there's a shadow and that, ah, gosh, what, what, what was it, Merc or Hulk? <laughs> I don't remember precisely what it said, but it made it sound like he needs to go to the shadow fell where the lake is to get the blade. I'm going to point out that neither Hulk nor I heard this voice. Yeah. So as far as we know, it's a delusion from your brother. Oh, come on. I wouldn't be making this up. We got things to do. No, you wouldn't be making it up, but... Do you know that for sure that this is something real and not a trap? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. But something spoke to me. So it wants us to go to the Shadowfell and retrieve it? That was Merc's interpretation of it. Something about go to the shadow of where you are. Alright. Can you show me where this was? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, she'll make her way out there. Okay. Who's going with? Hey, Relop, you want to see them stand in the water and make fools of themselves? Uh, I'll pass. Thanks, though. Okay. I will go get a to-go cup. <laughs> you always need your big gulp. Yeah. <laughs> I have no plan of making a fool of myself, but we'll see. I just want to see if I could hear it, too. That's a good idea. All right, we head to that spot at the lake. Right. I think I pull a hog and get a to-go jug. 
<laughs> Jug. <laughs> so you stand there, and Lucan feels a little bit sheepish for a minute as everybody sort of stares at him because they're not hearing anything. And then, Zan, you do actually hear music. Wait, I hear it too. Seems to be coming from the lake, but there's something weird about it, right? Like, it just doesn't sound... It's not muffled in the way it should be if it's coming from the water. Lucan says, see, not crazy, not crazy, and he's pointing fingers to Holg and Merc. We still can't hear it. She hears it. She hears it. But this song says, Solid and charitable... Lucian's fight needs one like you, sharp and righteous. Your strike is true. Can I roll insight to see if I feel like this thing's lying to me? Sure. That's about what I was about to do, but that's all right. I rolled a two. Yeah. Can I roll in two? Yeah. 22. You don't think that it lies? Like, it seems very sincere. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. And she'll yell out in lingual, Do you need us to come to the Shadowfell to retrieve you? He continues and says, The shadows, the shadows, the shadows lead to me. Leave the light into the fell. It is there that I be. That seems to be where it is. I guess if we want to try out the fork, we can try tomorrow morning, but I would have to wait to bring us back. Actually, hmm, I might have a different idea. I don't know if this would work, though. I could send us there. We could get the sword... And then I could attempt to banish us back here? (laughs) Can you banish yourself? I mean, it's an option. We'd have to make our way to this lake. We'd have to be able to find whatever this thing is once we were over there. And having never been there, I don't know how we're supposed to navigate it. I don't know either. Well, one way to find out. We just dive headlong into danger like Merc usually wants to. thinking if we're going to start skipping realms, we might want relop with us. Well, it sounds like we have to wait till tomorrow anyway. I can't do it right now. Okay. Let's talk about it when you've had breakfast and they're, you know, maybe aren't drunk jumping on a lake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine now. I'm fine now. I've had enough water. I'm not that drunk and I could hear it. He's not wrong. Well, you didn't exactly jump in the lake either. Well, he didn't really jump either. He just walked and sure. dragged me. I'm sorry. Walk into the lake, dragging one of your good friends along, and hopefully both of you can breathe underwater. I'm sorry. I knew he could breathe underwater. That's why I brought him. Why can't you just, like, look at it from the wall like every other normal person? When have we ever been the normal people? You've always wanted me to be more adventurous. Come on, now. I didn't mean jump in the lake when you're drunk. All right, we'll make our way back to the tavern, I guess. I think you're just jealous. Party's starting to slow down a little bit, you know. It's getting late. So, Relop, there was a celestial voice that called upon me to visit Shadowfell for some type of sword. Okay. I know we're heading east, but we're contemplating going to Shadowfell, but maybe we go east and then come back and do it later. I I don't know. I don't want to take any more time up with your brother, you know? Like, the voice talked to me, talked to Zan. I don't know exactly what it means, but it feels like it's a calling. Okay. Do you have any idea if it'd even be safe? Is this just crazy? Port into an unknown area? It sounds like a dangerous task, but... Yeah. Sounds like a few things that we've already done in the past. Like jumping in a lake, middle of the night, drunk. Merc, come on. When you were younger, I bet you did that several times and probably didn't even have clothes on. Listen, first off, it was a river, which is much more dangerous. Secondly, (laughs) (laughs) secondly, 
You don't want things weighing you down like clothes. And thirdly, I didn't drag somebody by the scruff of their neck along with me. Okay. I may have thrown, you know, some of my friends in. But to answer your question, Luke, it, it's going to be dangerous as the shadow fell. I'm sure there's all manner of dark creatures over there. More pit goblins at the very least, if not other fae creatures, hags. Everything we've read about the Shadowfell having native creatures of could be there. Relop, do you want us to skip this for now? I plan on traveling into the Borderwood tomorrow. You are more than welcome to accompany me. I should be able to reach where my tribe last lay their head Great. by tomorrow evening. Oh, that's fine. We'll go. We will go with you. Not a problem at all. Just head up to the room and go to sleep there. Lucan's going to just stay up for a while, just kind of contemplate what had happened, and he's just going to be drinking water. There's three rooms between us, right? Yep. Who's sleeping in whose room? I assume Zan and Lucan will be in one room. Yep. Merc and Relop in one, and then Holg in his own. Oh, bye, Lucan and Zan will be in the middle room if they're all next to each other. So Larson's torch can cover everyone. Keep an eye out for us. Good idea. It's going to say I go up to the room too and I take off my armor and make sure it's all cleaned out thoroughly after getting doused in the dragon's blood. And and then relapse spoon time. He doesn't snuggle. <laughs> yeah, that cold shoulder. Hey, relapse. Just curious. How do you people bury one another? Is it like a, a ground burial or did we cover this already? No, we've never discussed this. When I got back from my expedition... I uh, buried them in their homes, so they were finally laid to rest. So in the ground. Okay. Yeah. Let's make sure we grab a couple shovels before we leave. It's probably a good idea. I have a uh, spell that you might be interested in. might help us a little further down the road that allows us to summon items to our person should we be parted from them. It's kind of expensive, but it might be worth taking a look at. Does sound useful. Any item? It has to be less than 10 pounds. Less than 10 pounds. But you want to think about any specific item that you definitely need to make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands or something like that. I can help you with that. My grandfather was a renowned swordsman, and he taught me much. And when I was no longer getting along with my brother and my father, he took me in. Showed me a path that had previously been unknown to me. I owe him much. His sword was bequeathed to me upon his death. I had to leave it in Wood's End when I fled. What would you need to summon that? About uh, ten minutes alone with it. With the sword? Or... Yeah. I actually need the item that we need to summon in my possession. Got but it. How well guarded is it? I don't know. I could describe it to you. You can look on items, right? Might be useful. I can. I can't tonight, but I can certainly take a look at it in the morning. I'd appreciate it. Also, one more question. Hmm. Remember that torch I used to have? Yeah. Do you know how to create those? I don't. I need to learn that spell. Finding spells has been problematic. We should probably go back to Fire's Heart where they're a little more welcoming and generous with their spells. I would definitely like to learn that spell. If I can make one, I will get one to you. Well, thank you. 
If I find somebody that has something to help you along that path, I'll let you know. All right. Note to self. Two shovels in the morning. While we're discussing this, pull out one of the sapphires that we got from the dragon's horde. This sapphire, I've got two more of them, but if you take a look at this, I can cast into my staff, which I don't want to lose or fall into the wrong hands. It will make this gem able to summon it, should it ever be lost to me. I'm going to cast the instant summons on it. Okay. Now all I need to do is talk to Metalsmith in the morning and see if I can come across a couple of sheets of lead. But, like I said, now all I have to do is have this gem on my person, and if I ever part ways with the spell staff again, I can summon it to my hand by simply crushing this gem. So it might be something to think about, Mark. Yeah. Party winds down at the tavern. Everybody finds their spot in their rooms. Holg, you go into your room and, frankly, doze a little bit, and then kind of woken up, just sort of startled from your sleep. And you remember something, and you go to your pack, and you open it up, this green glow comes out of it, and you lift this green orb out, and you don't even remember grabbing it. You don't know why it's in your pack. Somehow you knew it was there, and you put it in front of you on on the bed, and just stare into it, and it is beautiful. It speaks to you in a way that makes you think that you could commune with it. You could find a way to use this orb. You have an understanding that you didn't have previously with this orb. And then you realize that it's Zan's orb and you're not sure how you got it in front of you. Hmm. I'll just hold it, looking at it for a while. I'm not going to put it back in my sack. I'm going to curl up on the bed with it. <laughs> Be like, well, we're going to talk about this in the morning. It's just this image of Hulk spooning the Spooning the small orb. <laughs> All right. Morning comes. Incidentally, guys, we haven't much talked about it, but it's Luminum the second. You reached a new month yesterday. All right. And it's a brisk morning. You can feel winter on its way. You can smell it. And this morning they're putting eggs on downstairs and a little bit of ham. People slowly start making their way downstairs. I'm assuming that Zan is down there before I am. Yeah, she has something she wants to do this morning, so she's kind of making plans for herself. As I come down, I will be holding the orb, and I'm like, I think this is yours. She's kind of staring at you, her mouth open just slightly. What? She's looking through her satchel, trying to see if she can find it. (laughs) Yeah, it's missing. Why, why Why do you have this? I don't know. Ask it why it showed up in my room. Khan says, what are you stealing from my sister? He stares daggers at you. (laughs) Oh, grumpy morning. I don't understand. It showed up in your room like it floated there? No, like it was in my things. Relop gave it to me and I put it in my haversack. I don't understand how it got to yours. I'll roll it across the table at her. Yeah, she'll catch it. By the way, it, it floats just ever so slightly. Oh, does it? Doesn't it doesn't ever quite touch the table. It just kind of barely floats above stuff. It's like an air hockey table, kind of? Mm-hmm. Weird. So, Hulk, let me get this straight. You put things in my pack, but you take things out of Zan's pack? First of all, that sir, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. 
And it's a little insulting that you're just assuming it's me. I'm just giving you a hard time, Holg. Don't think you would steal from Zan. I don't think Holg is stealing from me either. Did it? Did it talk to you? No, it just didn't really say much to me. Well, I mean, Relop mentioned that there's kind of a piece of Vinra's soul in here, and that it wants to control people and make it do its will. I was going to try to place my own will on top of it this morning if I could. I didn't even chance to look in my bag. I thought it was in there. That's a little unsettling. Yeah, if you attempt to, but it doesn't work, what happens? From what Relop told me, it will attempt to assert its own will on me and make me do things that it wants to do, not what I want it to do. So potentially it made me do something last night. Okay. Do you remember doing anything? I don't, but that doesn't mean nothing happened. All right. Well, I need to get this under control then. Make sure that this doesn't happen to you anymore. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. If you could both keep an eye on me for a moment. I will have my hand on the hilt of my sword. Yeah, Lucan will be readied as well. So kind of look at both of you and nod solemnly. The first thing I'm going to do is cast Enhance Ability on Charisma for myself. You can see her go to her sword, take the ring off of the handle that she attached from Meridor, and pull it off of the sword. So I'm going to unattune the Wand of the War Mage. Okay. And then she is going to attempt to attune to the Earth Core. And so I'm going to roll with advantage a Charisma saving throw in an attempt to turn this thing to my will. Right. All right, here we go. DC's 15, right? Yes. So I got a 17 and a 21 on the advantage. So you can see her grab the orb and this, I'm assuming, green energy pours out of it as she attempts to control the soul within it. For everyone else, it wafts around her. Almost you feel like she's starting to get pulled towards it a little bit. Like her face just starts to stretch just ever so slightly. Like if somebody bet you money, you couldn't quite put money on it that her face was actually being stretched forward. But you feel that as it happens and then pulls back. Zan, you get a very strong sensation of needing to go into the wood. You feel what it wants for just a second, that it really wants to go to the wood. It wants to get back to something. There's a feeling of loss. Do I know what? No. That's just sort of this feeling of loss out in the wood. It's definitely the great wood, not the border wood. You feel like you need to go deep into the wood for some reason. And then you tense your muscles push it back into the orb and then feel your will clamp over it. That's iconic claw over an orb thing, you know, that they do with dragons, like feel like the claw as you sort of pull this orb down into your will to control it. Everybody else too do see that her skin takes on this just slight gloss. It's just ever so slightly green. It's still her. She looks the same in a sense, but when the light hits, you get this little green sheen off of her skin that wasn't there before. Are you all right? Uh, Mark, you need to roll 5d8 poison damage. Oh, yeah. So she kind of like is calm for a second, and then I'm assuming this like pulse of green energy goes through her veins, through like her face and arms, and she kind of screams in pain for a minute as she gets hit with this. All right, so she takes 29 poison damage. Oof. And it kind of buckles you back. And then just this once, 
she kind of lurches and just throws up in front of her. (laughs) As that happens, Merc bursts through the doors of the inn because he'd been out hitting (laughs) shovels. He's like, what's going on? Is everything okay in here? Zan, are you okay? Are you okay? She just kind of puts her hand up and you see her kind of leaning forward on the table, assuming just like throwing up on the floor in front of her. She's just kind of holding you off momentarily. These watery eyes looking up at you. He heals her with lay on hands, the so 29 damage. All right. Looking at the mess and putting the shovels kind of off to the side a little bit. What happened? Uh, uh, give me a minute. She's going to wipe her face off a little bit. Looks at herself for a moment. All right. I think it's done. I sure hope so. Is this thing good for you? Like, is it, what are we doing with this thing? I I think I have it under control. You you think? No, I I do. I have it. It's mine, but it's, it's tough. It wanted to go to the woods. There's something in there of great loss for it, but I have it. It's mine. And she'll just pick it up and kind of look at it. And I'll use detect magic through it and like glance through the orb itself. Look at Holg, look at Lucan, that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Suddenly you see all these things glowing. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's like, mine. This is what Relop sees. <laughs> yeah. It's mine. I have it. It's okay, Merc. I just, it's difficult to attune to this. No, let us know if anything comes up or if you feel weird or anything like that. I will. Let's get a mop. Good idea. Khan will get up and help clean up. Yeah, Fiana's already on it, right? She's coming over like, oh dear, what happened? Yeah, Lucan will like take over and help clean up instead of her. Oh, you're very kind. He'll he'll apologize over and over. Same with Zan. She's sorry that it happened. She wasn't expecting that. Well, did people want to hit some places before we go, or are we ready to go? I got the shovels. What else would we need? Mark, those items that I left off won't be done today, right? No, the horn was three days. Three days, yep. Right, I was going to ask what you had made. What what did you have planned? I have signal horn being made out of that dragon horn. Oh. And they said they could do something special with it. I thought that'd be fun. All right. Merc, did you have anything? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Way to yes and that. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I already got my shovels. <laughs> and then uh, nothing came to mind when the guy was asking about making stuff out of dragon parts. So I do have a real quick question. These guys seem to know everything about dragons and how to work with this stuff. So anybody have anything that they want to, to make, like a shield or uh, armor or anything? Because they might be able to do it. Right. Um, Zan's going to try to remember to the vision of herself in the cave. Was she wearing anything else dragon related, like a cloak or anything else like that? That's a good question. Dragon-based, I think that's it. Okay. As you think back to it, you seem to remember a cloak that seemed like it was full of flowers or it was made of flowers. Oh, okay. Something white. All right. She'll take that as fate that she shouldn't take the scales and leave it alone. Well, and I, I do have a new idea for something, I think, as well. So. Okay. But we don't have to do that right now. We can be on our way if everybody's ready. Well, and the guy also made it sound like he could only work on one item at a time. Yeah. All right. Well, we can start making our way as soon as everyone's downstairs and fed. Was there any news on the provisions that the elder was going to leave for us? Not at this point. You haven't heard anything about it. Okay. 
So once everyone's down, we'll... Uh, how far north are we going, Relop? Shouldn't be more than a day's travel north. All right. I do need to swing by the uh, blacksmiths, but I can do that on the way out of town. All right. I think Merc has the shovels already. Oh, no. Uh, need something else from there. Oh, uh, right. I'm going to go see if he's got any sheets of lead. As everybody's eating breakfast, Prin comes in, the big bard, and he has a bunch of little bundles, packages, just cloth wrapped up. He says this is from the people of Bale in the Lair. We know it's not much. We appreciate your help and your welcome anytime in Bale in the Lair. No, this is wonderful. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. You did not have to do this. Uh, Zamal unwrap one, see what it is. There's five bundles, and each one is a suit of clothing in that kind of loose wool that they do. Oh, nice. And once you do that, the barkeep there, you know, the owner of the inn, says, this is Fear Not, if not familiar. And she tells you that Fear Not is created. It may not be the cleanest of cloth, but it's meant to be protective. And so basically everybody has an outfit. Zan's is a little bit different from everybody else's because they kind of made an assumption. But everybody has an outfit that is made of this Fear Not. And it basically is just normal sort of peasant gear, in a sense. Maybe breeches, a tunic. For Zan, it's more of a dress. But it's protective in a lot of ways. And so if you were not wearing any armor at all, but you were just wearing this suit of Fear Not, you actually get cloth armor benefits. Which, by the way, would mean something specifically to Relop, because if he were to wear that as his clothing, it does actually bump him up to that armor. Now, everybody else, it's just you take your armor off, you've got a nice suit that would be a little more protective. Also, inside of that bundle, there is food, there's dried meat, there's nuts, there's dried fruit. There's just kind of a bundle of food kind of inside of it. Awesome. It's clothes of plus one. Basically, yes. Fear not. And the not is N-A-U-G-H-T. I was way off. Me too. I thought, I thought it was K-N-O-T. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, we will thank him profusely for the food and the clothes. He thanks you profusely for his grandfather's axe. I, I hope it's something that can be passed down through your family. He kind of gets bashful about that because apparently he's not married. She doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> You do now. He says, anytime. Come back through. We will. Has there been any stories or fables about the lake? People hearing music or voices there? Kind of makes a sour face like he's thinking, well, there's lots of stories about voices from the lake, but nothing that I would take seriously. Was this something you heard last night with the Venholm bard? Uh, yes, my, my brother and I heard celestial voices from the lake speaking in rhyme asking to be saved from the Shadowfell plane of existence something like that he kind of shakes his head I I don't know that story well perhaps we'll be able to tell it to you the next time we're here we're traveling north and then we're going to come back south so we should pass through this way again it shouldn't take us very long our business to the north is short well we'll have the hearth lit do you have a church in town by chance place for collections at least for the poor we don't have a church in the lucite way but if you're looking to leave some sort of offering to the poor you're welcome to do that at the perch i'm sure that they would take it there 
Oh, Lucan likes that idea, and we'll do that with Merc. Denalina is a very charitable person. I'm sure she would help people out. Sounds good. Is that another stop on the way out of town today? Yeah, it's just going to be a drive-by money. Copper box. <laughs> 602 copper from me. I have exactly eight copper. <laughs> You're only doing eight? Well, I'm not going to tell you how much I drop off. Okay, all right. <laughs> All right. So I believe, unless there's anything else from Bryn? No, he thanks you and bashfully goes about it his own way. All right. So unless we have anything else to discuss, we can finish breakfast and go to the blacksmith, then the perch and make our way out of the city. Yeah. Pass by the Fletcher and you hear lots of birds chirping. There's lots of, especially early in the morning here, you just hear all these birds in the Fletchers and the blacksmith is nearby. He's just getting himself set up. I'll walk up, kind of introduce myself, and see if he happens to have any sheets of lead. Oh, have you met Caldow? I don't believe I have. I don't want to make assumptions, but I've only met one woodland gnome in my day, and you're the second. Caldow, the guy from last night. Yeah, the woodland gnome he just talked to. Well, he's a nice guy. You should meet him. Lead, you say? Well, a little bit sparse here and there, but I probably have a little something stashed away. Do you need it worked into something? I don't have a whole lot of use for it other than, would you possibly be able to wrap this gem in it? Wrap this gem in a little bit of lead? Yeah. This beautiful blue stone? Well, yeah. I'd like to wrap it for a surprise for a friend of mine. Hmm. Well, I probably could get enough lead together to wrap that around and kind of dip it. That would be greatly appreciated. Give me a little bit of time. Lucan, are you in there? Yep. He looks at you and he says, I'm working on your horn. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. This is a slight detour. Not a problem at all. (laughs) I'm no rush. Melts up a little piece of lead. It's really not very big. You know, he doesn't need a lot. Kind of flattens it out a little bit and then folds it around. So it's not like he dips it in. He just sort of creates this little jingle bell looking thing perfect has it your way thank you shall we yeah lucan turns to xander and this time anyways and just says hey maybe we'll talk to the blacksmith when we come back about different items and stuff i sure i didn't want to take any more time for relapse so we could kind of get going quicker no it's fine that's fine cool okay Stop by the keep first. There's no box or anything like that. And so this Kaldal comes to the door, person of note that comes to you. Good morning. How can I help you? I'd like to make a donation to the poor. Would that be all right? He kind of looks at you like he doesn't quite understand for a second. And he sort of shakes it off. So you're looking to just donate to the people of the town? Yes. Well, it's very kind of you. What would you like to donate? I pull out a sack and I hand it to him and I said, the sack and its contents. I expect no repayment. Well, thank you, sir. You you and your group have been more than we can expect here. Lucan gives him a two, but it's way, way lighter. <laughs> Assuming. Not Probably. <laughs> Might yeah, be bigger. I gave 100 gold and what? 622 <sighs> copper. Yeah, I gave him 100 gold. <laughs> makes Lucan's bag way bigger. <laughs> he puts his hands to his chest and Relop, you recognize the gesture. It's, it was a thing in your culture. Hands to chest to sort of show how deeply grateful you are. Lucan says to Merc, this is a good way to start a morning. These people don't have much. We don't need their charity. 
kind of just gives a annoying look to him. Well, safe travels. Come back and see us if you come through. Sure. You so you make your way to the gate, open it up yourself, and move your way past the lake. And that music is not coming in the same way that it was before Lucan, but you just hear little notes that just sort of chirp their way out as you're passing, and you just repeatedly hear the phrase, my blade, my blade. Hmm. And you kind of realize that that's what he's calling you. Whatever this voice is, he considers you his blade, and he uses that as a term of affection. Interesting. Lucan will kind of mention that to Zan as they're traveling. Could she hear it too? Yes. Apparently this blade is choosing you for something, Luke. Apparently. Do I overhear them by chance? We're not sure. being quiet. I mean, no. they're all traveling together, sure. How do you know it's a sword? Did it ever say it was a sword? Kept it, talking about a sword. Talking about if it's calling it your blade, calling you your blade, it could be anything. You're the blade, not it. I know last night it said, see now my blade, free the blade. That's interesting. Maybe. Do I know anything about intelligent weapons or weapons with a will of their own kind of thing from legend? Well, you know legend. about that orb. Sure. We, we know <laughs> Merc was called to a blade, right? Sure. But I don't think Destiny talks to him, does it? That we know of. That we know of. It just eats rats. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. There are certainly legends of such things. Okay. It's Excalibur. <laughs> so, the thing to keep in mind, Lucan, like I had to do with that orb this morning, is that it's going to want you to do things for it. You're going to have to deal with the personality within the weapon itself, especially if it's calling across the planes of existence. Well, I can only hope I'm as strong as you. I can try to help you. You know, maybe it'll be easier. You'll have parallel goals, or no, that's not the word I'm looking for. Their Your goals align. There, exactly. Maybe. I'll just keep up on my prayers and we'll see how things go. Do we hear the music for an extended period of time past the lake, or does it, once we're out of the lakes, you know, it's, it's just It's just bursts <clears throat> while you go by the lake, and when you are gone from the lake, you don't hear it again. Okay. So you head north, it's a cold morning, and Relap sort of pointed out, like, you're going a little bit the opposite direction from Wood's End, but the path should bring you right past Bay on the Lair again on your way south. So most of you would assume that you are going to move more quickly if you just stay out of the Borderwood because you were actually not in the Borderwood, right? Like, you were on the edges. And Relop kind of insists, like, mm, I will get you through. And so... You move into the wood itself. You kind of go do sort of a northeast veer and enter the wood. And it doesn't take too long before Relot disappears and shows up with a coney. Nice. His own little rabbit mount like you've seen before. Lucan smiles. And he keeps working you through. Every once in a while he'll talk to you about moving a certain direction. The tracker in you, or you know, those of you that have some experience in travel across distances... You kind of want to tell him, like, are you crazy? What is... No, this is not the way to go. And Merc kind of goes, let him say what he's saying. This is his realm. Let's do it. And it seems to be right. Just when you think you're going to be off track, he finds this path that shouldn't exist. And you work your way through with horses through the waterwood. 
and probably about eight hours into your journey, most of your day, you come to a spot that doesn't look any different from anything you've dealt with so far. You're kind of expecting to come into a clearing, but instead you're in the middle of the forest and Relop says, we're here. Once he says that, you look around, the only thing that looks any different from the rest of the forest is that the trees themselves seem to have mounds built up at the base of them. So everything's kind of normal, except that there's these overgrown mounds at the base of nearly every tree in the area. And they have yellow grass and leaves all over them because the leaves have started to fall. And he says, we're here. Which tree, Relop? Get off the county and just walk up to uh, my parents' site. Well, took a little longer than expected, but finally got the family back together again. I'll go inside. Kind of tuck under the tree there. Are we burying him in the tree, Relop? Come back out from underneath. Yeah, I can take it from here. Take my pack off and with great reverence, open it up and pull out Dimble as promised. Thanks. Need a shovel? Yeah. Toss some more of the shovels, too. Merc, you look around and you see that there are scorches in a lot of these trees. And you start to see the telltale signs of what happened here. And then you realize that he told you that he buried all of these people. The burial mounds at the bases of these trees are almost uncountable. Unfathomable. How long he must have taken to bury his people. Under, we usually set up our camp. I set to dimble down and like I did with all the others, quietly beg forgiveness for not being able to do more. Dig a small hole and set dimble in. Well, got you home. I suppose that's something. Just slowly cover it up. Take a last long moment with my family and look around the room and replay fragments of memories. Just going to kind of sit in the middle of the site with everyone. Just not say anything at all. John says to Relop, may I perform a ceremony or would you prefer me to stay quiet? I already did. Lucan steps back. Merc just glances around the clearing, looks down and goes, I really thought we were going to save him. Yeah, so did I. But he's with his family now. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, on the floor.com for more great gaming content. Oh, wow. You're you are cutting out Big Tune. Big right. Tune. <laughs> Big Tune. Big Time. That's what I meant to say. No, no. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do have giant eagles, though. You can just take one of those. Well, yeah, correct. I mean, they're only good for ring transport. My blade, use your words. There's no need. For such, I don't have a rhyme. Sorry, give me a second.
Yeah. <laughs> I got some stuff ready, but I like I can't anticipate everything. Right? No, of course not. Give me a <laughs> I take myself out of the narrative. The real question is: is if we were under that lake, and I pulled the cloak off of him? Ah, bad news, bears. <laughs> Let's go to twelve thirty. Woo! No. So, John, have you eaten Arby's lately? <laughs> <laughs> nope. You know what I had today, Brian? Corona-filled Arby's. You don't like spicy stuff? Nope. Because mm. he's weak. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he's not known as Hog the Strong. Uh, uh, he could lift a pew. <laughs> all by no. himself. Yep. Yep. According to the legend, all <laughs> by myself. Definitely not all without by myself. <laughs> karaoke time. It's the most patriarchy it- bullshit. Intermission. Yep. D4 does karaoke. Cut out karaoke. Oh. Done and done. Yeah, sorry. you gotta roll five yeah, d eight. Sorry. Yep, yep. Sorry, I was waiting for her to roll, and I was like, "Oh wait, I'd do that." Yeah, you're the. <laughs> it's attacking <laughs> me. I'm assuming that's your job. <laughs>